Bad barista, yeah, they're bu- 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 bad. Bad barista, yeah, they're bu- 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 bad. Bad barista, yeah, they're bu- 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 bad. Are they bad meaning bad or bad meaning good? Good, good, good. I don't have any Starbucks ones. Yeah, I took these photos July 1st last year. That's when we drank the buzz ball too. So you realize this has been uh, edited. What? This episode. But yeah. I don't feel like doing edit. Um, it's just going to be unedited again? Well, because I'm... Which we'll reiterate. Uh-huh. Just what we read. So I was on a high mm-hmm. from Pete's because I said Dunkin' Donuts was the only one who was doing summer drinks. Mm-hmm. But then... Pete's, I saw an ad for the, you know, cold brew, honey cold brew latte mm-hmm. and the chocolate cold brew lattes that was called. Oat latte. Oat latte. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I didn't think about it. You know, Pete's did do something and then they're actually doing the summer lineup. Mm-hmm. They had the matcha frappe, strawberry matcha frappe, strawberry mocha frappe, mm-hmm. strawberry strawberry frappe, um, white chocolate strawberry mocha, or white, white mocha strawberry chocolate frappe, I mean, latte. And then they're doing these two, the oat milk mm-hmm. cold brews, which they already had, you know, the horchata cold brew oat milk mm-hmm. and something before. So I'm like, okay, they added something different. And so I was excited because they actually have a summer lineup. They've just been slowly adding it and showing it. Yes. To but yeah. after we sat there and looked how they made it and then we start breaking down the prices, mm-hmm. it makes me kind of upset. <laughs> Should I have never told you about these pictures from last no, year? No, because I kept, oh, okay. we kept wondering why the prices seemed so high. So yeah. basically we had found out that a small cold brew mm-hmm. at Pete's is three oh five. I'm not sure if it was before taxes or after taxes. Mm-hmm. And then when you add oat milk to it, not their added seventy cents oat milk, but their oat uh their, their cold, cold brew, brew oat, oat latte. Milk, oat latte. So for the oat latte, now you're paying a dollar ninety five more. Mm-hmm. So, because you're getting more oat milk, they're charging you a dollar ninety-five. If I had oat milk added to my cold brew, it should be only seventy cents. Mm-hmm. The question is, if I go there and say, "I want a cold brew with oat with oat milk. milk," will they then charge me cold brew price with seventy cents extra for the oat milk, or will they charge me that whole latte price? Mm-hmm. So then you will have to watch what they do because then you have to explain to them, "I don't want a latte. I want a cold brew with oat milk in it." Mm-hmm. So that means I have more cold brew than I have oat milk. With these, you have so much oat milk, as we noticed, and yeah. barely any cold brew. So this is supposed to be a review for the honey, was it, is it called honey? Co- honey cold brew oat latte. Okay, honey cold brew oat latte. And I always keep forgetting when people say latte, and I make them all the time, it's more milk than anything else but yeah in my mind when you're doing a cold brew because it's not an espresso shot i feel like you should get more cold brew it should be almost like half and half compared to more like an ole kind of thing like an ole yeah com- than, than an actual espresso shot which is only substitute with a cold brew mm-hmm. i understand it's a way for them to make money that's what it's about but on top of that they're still foaming it for an ice drink 
So now you've got about an inch to two inches of foam on top of all that oat milk with just very little cold brew. Mm-hmm. It's not worth the money. So I jumped off a piece for a little bit. I told you I was, you know, I always was against more Starbucks. Then I ragged on pizza about that whole white chocolate thing. Mm-hmm. This kind of made me like, okay, I have some type of, they have some type of redemption. The redemption because they have something more for the summer. Yes, but they suck with these prices and they're gouging people and people don't realize it. Yeah. I can go buy me some oat milk in the store for two to three or four bucks and pour that in my own drink. Then paying them to give me honey syrup and not even actual honey mm-hmm. with some oat milk that costs more than the actual oat milk in the store. So I'm kind of upset with the prices because I know I will get an argument. If I go to that place and order a cold brew with oat milk added to it, they will charge me for that same price. Should test it, right? <laughs> you mean go back and order a ice cold brew with oat milk mm-hmm. and see if they charge you a cold brew with oat milk or if they charge you for the cold brew oat milk latte. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I have a feeling they're just going to charge you for the latte because, mm-hmm. and this goes back into, we've had a discussion. Yeah. What makes a barista a barista? Are you really a barista? Because then if you are so, what's the word? Computerized, robotic, that mm-hmm. you have only the knowledge of the things that you make at that store, that means that your knowledge in being an actual barista is very limited. Mm-hmm. You are only a barista to that store you work at. So if I did come with something like that, this is like going back to the boba drink when I want, you know, the green, the matcha latte versus the... The volcano. Well, not the volcano, oh. but versus the green tea mm. um, latte. Green tea latte is different than matcha green tea, mm-hmm. you know, because that was actual green tea that she was going to put milk into it because that's what the boba milk drinks are. Yeah. So... In this case, if I came to one of the breezes at Pete's and I asked them for a cold brew with oat milk added, I guarantee you their brain would go right to that cold brew latte. And mm-hmm. then on top of that, they would make it the same exact way where I'm having more oat milk than coffee. So I'm sorry. I know this is supposed to be a discussion on the drink that we tasted and we haven't gotten to that yet, but. I really don't like when I'm finding out about the prices, how they're 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 nickel and diming us. So mm-hmm. people have a people like to come to small shops and think that small shops, small businesses are nickel and diming people. It's actually the big businesses that are nickel and diming you. Because no one would ever question pizza or Starbucks. They just pay whatever pizza and Starbucks says. That's right. And so on top of that, are they not giving us enough cold brew in a the drink? They're charging us. $2 for oat milk, mm-hmm. then they don't even give you all the oat milk. They foam part of it. So not only you're getting two to three inches of foam, then you may get some oat milk and you get very little bit of cold brew for like, was it, was it for three out, three oh five, one ninety five. So it's mm-hmm. four, four, four ninety five, five oh five. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the price was, but it was like $5 for that small drink. And then on top of that, I forgot they add tons of ice. They did. So you're getting tons of ice. You're getting foam. No so, cold brew. So for what we paid the small honey cold brew oat latte, it was for it was a five forty five. Yeah, so that honey one, which mm-hmm. is the newest one, versus their regular cold brew mm-hmm. is a difference in, in what 
is 50 cents. They Because they have a cold brew oat latte that they sell no, no. for. No, I don't mean that. So you're saying the difference between the cold brew oat latte and the cold brew honey oat latte mm-hmm. is 50 cents. It's 50 cents. I'm talking about the difference between the cold brew latte. I mean, the cold uh, brew. Ice cold brew. Ice cold brew versus the honey mm-hmm. cold brew latte. Mm-hmm. That's more than $2. I believe that's like two fifty, two forty five. If I'm right. So it should it should be the difference between the cold brew. It's two forty. Uh huh. So the difference between the cold brew versus the cold brew oat milk mm-hmm. is a dollar ninety five. Mm-hmm. But the difference between the cold brew and the honey um cold brew latte is two forty. Forty. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a that's a big that's difference. That's a big jump. That's almost double in price. Yeah. That's that's crazy. And they're both small, and you get lots of ice mm-hmm. and lots of foam. You know what I find interesting? Like, I never really looked at their prices until recently, and I was like, why are all their drinks like so expensive? Six, you know, six dollars pushing seven. And then looking at this photo that I took last year, July 1st, 2020, it's like, wait a second. The prices haven't really changed, but I just never noticed it before. But you know why? Why? Because since we start this podcast, uh-huh. and I hope, I hope I'm hoping people really listen to this word yeah. of mouth so they can hear this type of stuff. But we weren't ordering all these specialty drinks. We did the podcast based on specialty drinks that they're bringing out. Oh yeah, the summer lineup. Yes, we were ordering yeah, yeah. you know normal stuff like you know matcha lattes or mm-hmm. you know um, I want to say nitro cold brew or nitro mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know sweet cream cold yeah. brew. All these, the normal stuff that they've been serving is still similar. The same price. Mm-hmm. It's all these specialty oat milk and almond milk. And here's the thing, people. And it annoyed me because someone came in today to the cafe and asked, did we have oat milk? This No, this happens a few times each day. And it really irritates me because we had oat milk before Starbucks and pizza ever thought about oat milk. Mm-hmm. They were still on the whole coconut and almond milk tip before they got on oat milk. Yeah. So now that oat milk is popular, that's why they're charging so much. So unfortunately... For the people who like the oat milk, it's because of all the idiots now who are on the bandwagon. I'm going to mm-hmm. call you idiots. It's just like when a basketball, baseball, hockey, some type of team starts winning. Here comes all the, the people on the bandwagon. They're yeah. all fans now. This is what happened with oat milk. Next yeah. you know, all remember I told you before, Oatly, which is one of the better tasting oat milks, was in um, Grocery Outlet. In Grocery Outlet. Mm-hmm. They get stuff that's like about to go out of the market. So that means at one point in time, Oatly was not selling. The next you know, as soon as here comes Pete's and Starbucks carrying oat milk. Then suddenly we couldn't even find it for the cafe. Couldn't couldn't find it anymore. Yeah. And on top of that, Pete's oat milk is very, 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 very strong. Mm-hmm. It overpowers most most of the drinks that they have. And so all you taste is oat milk. I didn't really pay attention to what brand they were using. I think they used Pacifico. Was it because I I know for um for soy milk and almond milk I saw they were using the same one we use Pacifico okay which so, means I know for the oat milk they use Pacifico okay they don't use Oatly okay um and it's a very very strong taste because mm-hmm. we had that before when Oatly was not distributing oat milk mm-hmm. anymore we had to use Pacifico mm-hmm. and they have a a barista one and they have one that's not and. But it's very, very, very overpowering when it comes mm-hmm. to mixing it with drinks. Just so you guys know, because a lot of people assume that oat milk is healthier 
and it has less calories, it actually has more calories than regular milk people. So mm-hmm. stop coming in here and telling me, oh, it's less calories, I'm going to get oat milk. And has more sugars than other milks too. It does, yeah. It's actually, I'm like, I've looked at the box and the ingredients and stuff, and I'm like, it's actually not that good for you. Um, it has its benefits, mm-hmm. but the benefits that people believe it to be, which is, you know, less sugary or less calories, um, calories is not the benefit of oat milk. So mm-hmm. please go out and find out what the real benefit of oat milk really is, um, because it's not that. And I can tell you, but I'm not educating you if I don't make you go out and find out yourself. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, when I used to teach, you got to make the student go out there and find the information. If I give you everything, you just take it for uh, granted and you don't believe in what I'm saying. So go out there and do your own research because you should always do your own research um, when it comes to anything. So getting back into trying the drink. So we ordered the honey co-brew uh, oat latte. I always have a thing with these names when they first come out. Because <laughs> it's such a long name. At least it lets you know what's in the drink. Well, it was nothing really original for them except for changing the flavors from the horchata one. And then it also yeah. still reminded me of the Starbucks version of the their chocolate espresso with um, almond milk. And then I think they have... The shaker. Or yeah, something. the shaker. Yeah. They have another one with oat milk. So mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me of that of that. So we got the drink. Didn't really watch her make it. Yeah. Did notice that she poured more oat milk into the cup because she had so much foam Mm -hmm. with whatever was in there that she had to pour more oat milk in there yeah she had so much space and you're like she better put more milk in that so my thing was that it looked nothing like the picture so we talked about what made or what makes a lot of tapioca slash boba places popular when they do the multi-layered colored drinks Mm -hmm. and how most coffee shops are take and notice from that and they start copying. Yeah. So the way they sell this drink, it looks like a two-layered drink. You mm-hmm. have the oat milk on the bottom, which looks really white for some odd reason. And you have the darker cold brew with honey, I'm assuming, mixed on top. Mm-hmm. The same thing with the chocolate version. But yet when I got this drink, it looked like it was just straight mixed. It looked like a latte. Couldn't tell the difference. I didn't yeah. get the color of it. Um, on top of that, I feel like she just took the whole thing and put it in the blender. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure so of what was going on. So before I get into the rest of the story, let's go on your take of the drink. What you thought of it visually, f- the flavor of it, whatever else you want to add. Well, when I first saw it, I was thinking like it's just a plain latte. It wasn't separate or anything. I was hoping to get an Instagram-worthy photo. But um, on the first sip, I tasted a little bit of honey, but I felt like there was no coffee in it. And it was just straight oat milk. This, But I have to admit, is because I kept expecting something else. When I think of cold brew, I think of more coffee than milk. Mm-hmm. And then I forgot this is a cold brew oat latte, which means it's more milk than coffee. Mm, but I like how you just plugged um, Instagram. <laughs> but we talked about that. I'll get into my thought of the drink. Okay. When you say cold brew mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. I think of a lot of coffee in the cup. Well, what makes it popular is that people want the strong strength of the cold brew flavor. Mm-hmm. I mean, you remember my question, right? Mm-hmm. 
I asked you, I was like, which one's supposed to be stronger, the espresso shot or the cold brew? So people want the cold brew. It's popular. Mm -hmm. But when you're sitting here cheating people out of the actual cold brew, the purpose of the oat milk, the purpose of the syrups is to make it a little less stronger for those people who can't Mm -hmm. or don't want that like complete Coffee taste, yeah. Yeah. But when you turn around and it's still called a a cold brew oat latte, which means that, yes, it has milk in it, Mm -hmm. but doesn't mean it has to be dominated by milk. Mm -hmm. I feel like that lattes nowadays are just milk with coffee or cold brew in it. Mm -hmm. That sounds like things we used to have as a child. Yeah. When you go, hey, do you want coffee? And as a kid, you pour a tiny bit of coffee. (laughs) One fourth of coffee. Yeah. Tons of milk and tons of sugar. (laughs) So Pete's who had respect as an actual coffee place compared to Starbucks who does sweeten sweeten stuff. The adult coffee shop, he said. You're failing hardcore, Tim, in my my book. You know, mm-hmm. maybe a lot of these people who are drinking, like I said, are not coffee connoisseurs, mm-hmm. and they're just drinking a bunch of milk. But then even the foam, we talked about it, it's like you get bloated sometimes. And even with the oat milk, you're getting bloated from all that air inside that foam. Mm-hmm. And even people who have to be lactose and, um, intolerant are drinking these alternative milks. These drinks are still making people bloated because they put so much foam and air in the drink. And it's so much milk because it doesn't matter if it's an alternative milk, it's still tons of type of milk. Mm-hmm. You're getting tons of coconut milk, tons of almond milk, tons of oat milk, tons of soy Whatever it is, it's predominantly milk. And that's what's bothered me. You know, does a latte mean it always has to be a lot of milk? I understand it in espresso because you're doing an espresso shot. But when mm-hmm. it comes to cold brew, this is a variation of what a latte originally was. Same thing with a matcha latte. So when most of the times you're making it, you put the little bit of matcha. But matcha is really strong and really powerful. Mm-hmm. The cold brew is not that powerful to be so bitter that you need that much milk. Mm-hmm. But let's get back to the actual drink and what it tasted like. I originally sipped on it and I said it tastes sweet. Yeah, that was the first thing you said. I said it kind of tastes like honey, but not really honey. And this mm-hmm. is before we found out that they use honey syrup and not actual honey. Yes, I know. I was kind of disappointed. I don't know why I thought they used real honey. <laughs> I, assume, I assume the same thing. That's why when I first tasted it, I said uh-huh. it kind of tastes like honey, uh-huh. but it doesn't taste like honey. Because it's a syrup. It's a fake honey. It's a a fake honey, which is a shame. Why do they have to have a fake honey? Because When there's real honey you can use. Well, I'm assuming real honey doesn't mix very well into cold drinks. And that's what the deal is. And so, Mm -hmm. but my thing is they blend it anyways. It would have blended just fine. They throw everything in the blender. You know what? I'm going to try that. I'm going to put honey into a blender with milk and see if it actually does blend. Yeah. (laughs) Or or if it just remains like in solid form. I feel like Pete's teaches every one of their breezes to foam at least two inches of milk mm-hmm. and pour that into a cup. That's their like go-to thing. Mm-hmm. Trying to get them to stop that is very difficult. Even when you say no foam, they still add foam. It's just a weird thing to have to say, hey, I'm going to get this iced latte. Can I get no foam in it? Because the purpose of the foam on a hot latte is just for latte art. I really feel like I need to find out who owns or is in charge of Pete's because it's like one of those things like, you know, you want to give someone a peace of mind. I need to be somewhere and be like one of those protesters and give them a peace of <laughs> mind. Uh-huh. Um, but so I didn't taste coffee. Yeah, there there was no coffee in it. 
And in this case, when we say coffee, we mean cold brew. Yeah. And you know how sensitive I am when it comes to the taste of anything with coffee in it. Mm -hmm. And so the only thing I tasted was oat milk Mm -hmm. and sweetener. Well, yeah, I finished it, but that's because it just tastes like oat milk and sweetener. Well, also because (laughs) you had mainly foam in your cup. I I mostly foam. (laughs) So after that, we went somewhere else and still hung around. And... I guess the best, uh, my curiosity start, you know, getting the best of me. Yeah. I didn't really watch the barista make the drink. So I really wanted to know, did they put cold brew in? Well, did you they could mix tell the them thing? why we weren't watching the barista make it this time. Well, we weren't watching because America has become great again. <laughs> um, we were distracted. No, it was odd because even with all the COVID stuff, you know, I know it's dissipating. And people are saying that, you know, you can go back to being normal. One day, it was just like no seats inside. They're empty. Now it's just like, and now I mean, I understand they changed the thing. There's no distancing. Everybody's just like right next to each other, mask off, you know, and. The only difference from what we saw today and before shelter in place was some people wore masks. That was it. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm not an expert. I don't know if the news is telling the truth, telling lies. I don't know what's going on. All I know is that everyone doesn't have shots. And just because you have shots doesn't mean you're fully protected. But yet people are gallivanting around as if this never happened. Mm -hmm. So it was very odd. And that's where my attention was at. Looking how I just felt like I walked into the twilight zone. Yeah. Now, give me about a year ago mm-hmm. to walk into a place that's empty with people wearing masks would have been the twilight zone for me. Yeah. Outer limits, whichever show you want to take. For the people who are young, go look it up. But walking into this now, which the norm has become different for me, I felt like I was in the twilight zone mm-hmm. where I was taken back in time to where COVID didn't exist. Yeah. And so I was distracted by that. Let me get back to the real conversation. So this is why I didn't see the barista and wondering what they were making me. Because we was, only noticed the gap at the top. Yeah, like she better fill it up. We only noticed at the end when she finished making it. Yeah, because I would say half the time you didn't even see the cups. They kept kind of putting would, it de- below the counter to I, put stuff in it, but I couldn't really see what they were doing. I honestly didn't pay attention to that girl at mm-hmm. all. Um, so I decided to go back and and order the chocolate version. And this time I decided I'm going to watch. Now it happened to be a different barista. Mm-hmm. So she takes the mixing pitcher, like in the blender mm-hmm. mixer pitcher, however you want to call it. And she does something below. So it looks like she may have added some syrup and she added some oat milk. Mm-hmm. She then goes to blend that because that's the topping part that they're going to do. And she poured that into the cup. She pours some oat milk into the cup. Mm-hmm. And then she took cold brew. And I looked at her, finally saw her put cold brew, and she put the cold brew on top. Mm-hmm. Now, that's kind of how the picture would imitate it, but because I feel like it's blended, mm-hmm. it's not going to hold that two-tone color or a layer, two-layer color. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the reason why it doesn't have the color, because the foam needs to go on tip-top. They didn't do that. But at least, at least she made it with cold brew, and it looked like it had enough cold brew in it. Mm-hmm. Now... I know you didn't taste that drink. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, did you taste cold? I didn't even ask you how that tasted, actually. I'm still looking at it right now on the counter. <laughs> because I didn't finish it. 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't even ask you how to taste it. So, I wasn't going to do a review on the chocolate one. We were going to do a honey one, do a mm-hmm. chocolate one another day. But unfortunately, because I bought it, I have to review it. Yeah. Oh, well, I have no intentions of trying the chocolate okay. one. So, yeah. here's the issue with Pete's. The, every time they say chocolate, they throw dark chocolate in there. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is a fan of dark chocolate. Which is why I chose not to get it. <laughs> not everyone expects it to be dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. So the dark chocolate itself is bitter. At least it didn't, at least the, the oat milk did not overpower the dark chocolate. However, if you were looking for sweetness, there was no sweetness in there whatsoever. Could I taste a cold brew? I couldn't tell because I felt like the dark chocolate was so bitter. And because the dark chocolate was so bitter, I couldn't taste if there was actually cold brew in there. I know it's in there, but with all those flavors mixed in there, oat milk, dark chocolate, cold brew, it kind of got muddled in the whole drink. And as you pointed out earlier, I didn't finish the drink. The drink was still sitting there, which means I was not satisfied with what I was drinking, mm-hmm. which means I paid five seventy five for the small <clears throat> drink that I did not enjoy, if that makes sense. So I have to say, um, based off of their app, it says fudgy chocolate sauce and mm. creamy oat milk. So that fudge. So they didn't use the dark chocolate powder that they use in their mochas. But then they're, even if they're saying fudgy, fudge mm-hmm. is a darker type of chocolate. It's mm-hmm. not milk mm-hmm. chocolate. Which means that that fudge flavor is... A dark chocolate sauce that they put in there? It's, I don't know, it's not a good combination. Um, I'm not sure who was testing this drink out, but and, and maybe it could be the barista that made it. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't enjoyable. I enjoyed the honey version better, but then at the same time, I didn't feel like I had enough cold brew in there. Or I didn't mm-hmm, taste mm-hmm. it. But at the same time, I didn't taste it here. And I didn't taste the oat milk. The only thing I tasted was that fudge. And not that long ago, I, I got their dark chocolate latte. I drink that. We had that, I think, on... I thought you got the mocha, dark chocolate mocha. Dark chocolate mocha uh, la- okay, latte, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And to be honest, it tastes the same to me. Mm-hmm. So when they say they have fudge something, that still tastes still the, same the same to me as the, the dark chocolate mocha mm-hmm. latte that I get. So mm-hmm. that means they could be saying that, and they're still using the same crap. That's like when I interchange mocha with chocolate... Yeah. That they're basically the same kind of thing. You just expect them to be different. If mm-hmm. I say chocolate, doesn't mean I mean dark chocolate. If I say fudge, it means it's a darker type of chocolate. So for all we know, they're using the same exact stuff that they put in their regular dark chocolate latte. I looked it up. The dark chocolate mocha. It says dark chocolate and Dutch cocoa ice topped with whipped cream. So dark. Hey, how come you're. Oh, do they ever ask you if you want whipped cream? No. Oh. Let's listen to that. Dark chocolate. And Dutch cocoa what's and dutch cocoa dutch cocoa is basically like a dutch type of chocolate but it's the dutch cocoa version of the dutch chocolate is it sweet or not sweet no oh but on top of that everything they're saying basically is chocolate yeah it doesn't matter how you word it mm-hmm. it's a type of dark chocolate mixed with chocolate so you don't know what they're putting in there mm. so they could be telling you you're it's like me saying it says dark it says cho- chocolate sauce and simple syrup in your mocha but mm-hmm. do we know what they're actually putting in there? No, not really. Do we see them putting that in there? How do we know? Mm-hmm. All these flavors to me taste the same. 
So far, I can tell you, I can tell you you're paying for something different, but it's yeah. not. Like I said, half the time the girl was down there, she was like, she was hiding half her stuff. You know how many times I make things and people are like all up in my grill? <laughs> yes. But yet, there's, but yet they're able to make stuff because they can hide behind the counters and that you can't see what they're really doing. Yeah, they just held it below the counters like, what? what's down there? <laughs> yeah, and most people don't pay attention to big places like Pete's and Starbucks. They only pay attention. They only get, I call it the the vulture or the hawk eyes mm-hmm. when it's a small mom and pop place. Mm-hmm. Because for some odd reason they expect it or thinking maybe you're dirty or something like that. I've seen some of these big name places have the most dirtiest people ever working for them. Mm-hmm. So it's odd that how people think that a smaller place may be dirty compared to a bigger place. If that's the case, how come Chipotle got shut down before several times? Mm. And Chipotle is a big name brand place. Yeah. So getting back to the drink itself, I didn't like the chocolate one. The honey one was okay. I'm not happy with the prices. Mm. The prices suck. I'd rather get me a cold brew drink and add cold brew, whatever they call it. Cold brew. What? What's the regular cold brew called? Just cold brew? It's just ice cold brew. Ice cold brew. I'd rather get an ice cold brew and then add the oat milk if I really want it mm-hmm. to the cold brew. And that should give me a better flavor. Is it wrong that I want to go there and order an ice cold brew? And I want you want them to put oat milk and then throw in some like vanilla syrup and see how they charge me. No. <laughs> because technically it should just be three oh five plus seventy cents plus fifty cents. Exactly. And that's what I said earlier. I want to mm-hmm. see exactly if they're going to charge you for that latte. I wonder if the, it blows their mind. <laughs> it would. If I if you went there and said, Can I get a cold brew mm-hmm. with oat milk mm-hmm. with Whatever syrup you can think of. If you even said fudge syrup mm-hmm. or honey syrup, mm-hmm. I guarantee you they're going to go to that button and push that latte. Mm-hmm. And when you tell them that's a difference, they're going to go, no, it's not. It's the same thing. Then you're going to have to break down to them the difference between a latte and the cold brew. You know, what? I bet you they probably don't even realize, like, why is the price so different? They don't. Because, like I said, when you become robotic to the place that you're at. Mm-hmm. You only know to make things that you serve at that place. Yeah. For example, and this happens all the time at work. How many people come and ask us for drinks that are specifically made only at Starbucks? Oh, yeah. Or at Pete's mm-hmm. or somewhere else. And it's not on our menu. Yeah. The flat white. Yeah. And ha- London fog. Yes. And how many times do I have to recreate these drinks for people? To figure out how to charge it for them because they really want these stupid drinks. Yeah. When they don't realize that these are specifically to these places. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to say that there's idiots at Starbucks and idiots at um, Pete's. I mean, the baristas. I'm not going to say that they are. But I guarantee you how many of the baristas there would be able to make a drink from another place. You know, that's like me going to Starbucks and asking, asking for a drink that's only made at Pete's. Oh, <laughs> yeah. On top of that, they wouldn't they wouldn't make it because they say it's not on the menu. Mm-hmm. And then if it wasn't on the menu, they probably don't know how to make it because they're so, I guess, taught to only make the drinks that are specifically at that store. Mm-hmm. So that goes back into what we say, what makes a barista a barista? Are they really baristas if all they know how to do is make the drinks that are specifically to that actual store or they push a bunch of buttons? Mm-hmm. So... In their own store, as we said, this would be a test. To order the iced 
cold brew. Mm-hmm. And then as an extra, add some type of alternative milk, specifically oat milk, since that's in that other drink. Yeah. And to add some type of syrup flavor. Mm-hmm. I just want to add oat milk to see if it even comes out cheaper than the actual oat milk cold brew latte. Mm-hmm. And when they charge me that same price and they make it the same way, then we're going to have to have a discussion on what makes the difference between an ice cold brew with oat milk added mm-hmm. compared to the ice cold brew oat oh, milk latte. latte. And and they're going to, I bet you it'll blow their mind. <laughs> They'll probably say they've never noticed that before. They probably won't know the difference between a latte and the regular cold brew with milk added to it. That is true. Because well, you only know what you're taught. Well, you would have to then break it down to if they had like a drip coffee mm-hmm. and I added milk to it. What's the difference in that with a cold brew? So you're telling me that a drip coffee and the latte are the same thing? And they go, but it's a drip coffee and the mm-hmm. latte has this in it or that mm-hmm. in it. And so imagine them trying to figure a way how to think out of that. Yeah. And I, I, I it's going, we're going to have to do that. We're talking <laughs> about it. We're going to have to do it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm done with that conversation with Pete's. I'm kind of done with Pete's. Um, I was happy to hear they had more drinks compared yeah, to Starbucks. Yeah, you were so excited. I think you showed me, was it t- today or yesterday? Yesterday. Oh, yeah, yesterday you showed me. You were really excited. And so we're like, oh, let's go get it tomorrow. And yeah, here we are. Because compared to Starbucks, who only brought out the strawberry funnel, funnel cake, cake. frat Pacino. But they've been really pushing their caramel crunch frappuccino and their... What was the other one? I don't know. Those but those are chocolate are, ones. But those are old. Those are old ones, yeah. So Starbucks really hasn't came out with anything new except for that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was excited when I heard Pete's had some more drinks. Yeah. But unfortunately, Pete's, you suck. <laughs> I've said this several times. You suck. This is so weird because you used to say that about Starbucks. I did. Yeah. And and Pete's, the way they make the coffee, all the foam stuff. Mm-hmm the the cheap ways of making extra money you suck i understand it's a business but you still suck um and i'm i'm not sure i hope other people are starting to see this and i'm gonna stop frequently going to pizza as much as i do and if i do i'm gonna stick to the basic coffees that i usually usually do yeah instead of getting these um specialty specialty foo-foo drinks i call them because there's nothing to me that's so great about oat milk with cold brew or this. Just get some cold brew. If mm-hmm. you want oat milk, add it to it. You don't need to have a whole latte, but that's for the people who don't really drink coffee. They don't really drink espressos. Mm-hmm. They don't drink drip coffee. They don't drink cold brew. However you want to put these different type of coffees. Coffee, they don't drink coffee. All right, so I'm done with that conversation. <laughs> so if you're still with this, no. <laughs> Now we get into our main topic, which I'm. We say coffee shop talk usually is with customers, which we do have talks with customers about mm-hmm. movies and, you know, TV shows. But this will be, I think, our first real conversation on a movie. I think we did um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, but that yeah. technically was a TV show. It was a movie. It was, it was a TV show that customers did talk to us about. Yes. So this one, we're doing an actual movie, which I'm sure I have conversations. I can't have conversations with customers about movies because mm-hmm. I show movies all the time. But we recently went to go watch Fast and the Furious Saga. Is that what it's called? Yes. 
I believe so. Why do I keep thinking it's called F9? Because it's Fast and the Furious 9. It is the oh, ninth oh, movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I believe it's, uh, fa- I think it's F9 Saga. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So Fast and the Furious number nine. And I would like to say that it's not actually number nine because Tokyo Drift didn't have a number. Oh, yeah. So where do you want to start? Well, first, I want to say spoiler alert. Oh, So yes. if you haven't watched it and you plan on watching it, you may want to just, you know, drop out of this podcast. I'm trying I'm trying to see if I actually have an alarm on here, but yeah, I, don't, until, I don't have an alarm. Until like after you watch it. <laughs> spoiler alert. Okay. Where do you want to start? Where do you want to you start? You know what I'm going to start with. Yeah, but I feel like you have to start either like from beginning to end or you have to start with characters or story or cars or something. Like you can't just randomly jump around. I know, but you know what I'm going to jump straight to because I said it out loud at the theater. <laughs> okay, so let's start it off. I was going to say you may want to start this because you probably remember how the story went because I... Once I saw that, I was like, I'm done with the movie. Well, here's the thing. It's the connection of Fast 9 to the rest of the movies. Mm-hmm. How do they connect this one to the rest? Okay. So this movie is connected, of course, to the main characters, which is Toretto, mm-hmm. Letty. Um, Mia? Tra- Mia. You I'm trying to think of Ludacris' real name. I mean, Ooh. character name. <laughs> Why can't I think of it? I, can't. I know Roman. Roman Pierce. Uh-huh. Um, and- wow. <laughs> Ramsey, the hacker. Uh huh. And am I missing somebody? Well, we know Paul Walker, Brian Spiller is not there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That's a, why can we not think of? Okay. Yeah, that's a shame. There's yeah. other characters that were there. The two Latin guys with the afros. They're not in it. Well, one of them's in it. The other one's not. Um, but they weren't really main characters. They're more Tej. Tej. <laughs> oh God! Wow. How do we not remember that? Damn. Yeah. They were more of the comedy relief to other two Latin guys. I think one of them was actual rapper. I can't think of his name. Um, but he was in this movie. Mm-hmm. The other one with the big afro wasn't. So let's focus back on the main characters. They're tied into this from the last movie, of course, because um, I want to say in 8, it's where Vin Diesel finds out that he has a son by homegirl. I can't think of her name. The cop from Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um and so he had a baby with her, and this continues where he's taking care of the baby with Letty, and they're basically living off the grid at this point. Yes, and yeah. they're they're with this whole thing about family because if you remember, Vin Diesel told um, Brian that once you have a kid, everything's going to change, and mm-hmm. so you can't be living this dangerous life anymore. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to not live this dangerous life, um, but unfortunately. Um, Letty, who just got her memories back not that long ago, is realizing that's not her. That's she's not this family person. But on top of that, that's not really her child. Yeah. So why should she be cooped up to live in this life like a parent when she's that's not her kid? Which is unfortunate to her because she's the one that told Vin Diesel. I think in part seven or is it? It may have been yeah when she when she was getting memory back. I think when they got married or something. She was like, let's have or maybe it was eight. She was like, let's have kids. It mm-hmm. was eight. She was like, let's have kids. So that's kind of jacked up to her. He had a kid. Yeah, but then he never has kids with her. She's she's been with him from uh, the first one. I want to say day one ish. You know, day zero, whatever you want to call. She's been there with him since the first movie. Yeah, when she smelled 
Was a skank? Yeah, I, <laughs> I smell skank. Um, so yeah, she's been with them since day one. Yeah. And on top of that, she does so much for him. She didn't die almost for him. Came back for him. Mm-hmm. Everything else. And yeah, they didn't have a kid. But let's not jump on that. Okay, so they try to bring up something from. They try to connect this. I feel like to the first Fast and the Furious. Because in the first Fast and the Furious is where you learn about Dom's dad and how Dom got in jail, yada, yada, yada. So they tie this whole thing about family. It's all about mm-hmm. family. He's been preaching this for the last four or five movies. Family. It's about family. It's about family. Yeah. Right? Family. So <laughs> now we're looking at his real family, which is his own dad, Mia, and we find out that he has an actual brother. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get into that whole part of the brother... We're going to go back into the other connection. So the connection between the other Fast and Furious is that we're talking about his dad, who was a race car driver, yada, yada. We also have Han. Mm-hmm. Han, who was from Tokyo Drift originally, but we know, just like Star Wars, how they rearrange everything to make which ones come first. He was a popular character from Tokyo Drift, which was, act, which was actually the third movie made. But in chronological order of the time-wise, it's not the third movie. It comes after seven when, uh, what's her name dies? Wonder Woman. Um, I can't think of her name. Uh, wow. You're talking about the actress name or like No, the, the character show? name. I can't think of um, the character name either. Wow. Uh, Giselle, Giselle. Giselle. Yeah, yeah. So when Giselle dies, they talk about, they even say in part eight about going to his, his Mexico, which is Tokyo. Mm-hmm. That's how they tie it back into Tokyo Drift. But it was made years before that. And yeah. You can tell by the cars that are in Tokyo Drift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Compared so, to the ones in Seven, yeah. Han is connected from this story to the original stories. You have um, uh, Cypher. Cypher, which is uh, Charlie's uh, Theron. Theron. Yeah. And she was in number eight. Mm-hmm. And you have, um trying to think of the mama's name. Uh, uh, Jason Statham's mom. You mean uh, Queenie? Is that her name? I don't know. Like, was that her? Was that the mom that was That was the mom, yeah. That was Queenie, yeah. yeah, Okay, but I'm trying to think of what their names was. Um, Shaw? Shaw, but what's their first names? Wow. Decker Shaw? Decker Shaw, but what's the other brother? I can't remember the brother's name. Okay, well, they were... (laughs) As you know, the other brother was a bad guy. He was a bad guy, I believe, in, in six... Decker Shaw was the bad guy in seven, and then he comes back as a teammate in eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, along with the mother and the first a- brother. And the brother, yeah, yeah. Um, so the mom is in this one again. So mm-hmm. this ties that to those um other ones, since we know that Decker Shaw has his own split off movie with um Hobbs, which is The Rock. And so they make several connections to other movies. Mm-hmm. Tokyo Drift also has another connection. And Tokyo Drift is connected by Sean um, and Twinkie and the Asian dude, which I don't know his name. I don't know his name. Yeah. But he was uh, from Better Luck Tomorrow with um, Han. They were originally in that movie together. And the guy who is the director, mm-hmm. I can't, the Asian dude. Justin Lin. Yeah. He's uh, he's the one who did Better Luck Tomorrow. Yeah. So those two characters, people have said that character is kind of, Han's character is from that movie. Yeah. No, Justin said that is... Is the Han from that movie, But yeah. what's weird is that his cousin mm-hmm. is the one that plays in Tokyo Drift as the the one with the British accent who's like the, he was the electronic genius. Mm-hmm. So they're in that movie. So that connects 
this Fast 9 to the other Fast and the Furious It kind of just brings all the cast members from all the movies together. Technically, yes. The ones that didn't die. The ones that didn't die. But it's stupid because we're getting to that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Brian Spillner is not dead, but uh-huh. yet he wasn't in there. Okay, They Gis- still reference him. But it's not the point. Giselle yeah. is dead, even though she's really alive. Mm-hmm. She's not in there. I mean, the actress. Yeah. Paul Walker, who happens to be happens to have passed away, his character, Brian, which still lives on the movie, which we'll get into that. Um, he's... In the movie, but not in the movie. Yeah. The kids that him and Mia have are... Non-existent. They non-existent. Them, yeah. They don't even mention them. Um, except for the fact that I guess Brian's taking that care Brian of the kids. Brian stayed back to take care of them. Yes. Because, you know, this involves Mia's brother. So Mia should go on this. Yes. So, okay. So that's a connection from that Fast and Furious to the other Fast and Furious. So trying to keep this in some type of order. Let's now break it down to... Let's do it with my least offensive, which should be offensive to most people. My least offensive stuff is the car scenes and the action scenes. Mm-hmm. We've gotten so used to having outrageous car scenes. Yeah. that <laughs> We expect it now. Yeah, that scene is stuff to me. It doesn't like go, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Excuse my language. I still say that in my head. Yeah. But it doesn't blow my mind because we've already seen ridiculous stunts <laughs> that... The cars do. It's, it's not a surprise anymore. It's like we expect it to be crazy. We went from original drag racing mm-hmm. in the very first one. Quarter to, mile. To some type of circuit racing in number two. Mm-hmm. To drifting in number mm-hmm. three. After that, racing was non-existent for the rest of the movie. Because it became about being some type of criminal. To being mm-hmm. part of uh, law enforcement. Heists and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. And to, to where we're secret agents now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they actually have Fast and Furious spy something racers, which is Toretto's nephew. It's a cartoon, so they have that. So they're actual yeah, they're spies. Kids working for the government. Oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> the car scenes to me were not offensive. I'm just used to that ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. Even the Fiero going to outer space. <laughs> I wasn't offended by that. I understand they do ridiculous stuff. I think the scene where he hooks his uh, will onto the the rope of the bridge was more outrageous than them going oh, to yeah, outer yeah. space yeah. in a Fiero. He timed it just right, though. So if you're looking for the outrageous car scenes and you know they've been doing this since the last several Fast and Furious, I didn't find that offensive. I expected mm-hmm. that. It mm-hmm. was okay with me. So car stuff, mm-hmm. I'm okay with. The stupid stunts they did, I'm yeah. okay with. Okay? <laughs> Let's get into the offensive stuff. Okay. <laughs> the offensive stuff was a storyline. Mm-hmm. The characters. Very offensive. So let's start with characters. Let's start with some of the, um, I say, not important characters. So I don't even know where to begin. Well, we can begin with your favorite one. Okay, well, the least important characters happen yeah. to be... Han's daughter, foster daughter, stepdaughter, child, that whatever you want to call. That was just so random. Okay. Yeah. So in that case, at least, uh, Mr. Nobody didn't play a big role in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Who else didn't play a big role? Well, you said Queen. She didn't play a big role. Charlize mm-hmm. Theron, I feel like she didn't really play a big role in this. I, I hope she's another main character in the next movie. Cause... Well, she survives. Yeah. And, and she's hot and sexy and... And oh, 
Let me get into that. And for her age, she looks goddamn good. She is. Unfortunately, Vin Diesel looks old as fuck. <laughs> it's almost like Don Cheeto with fucking light skin and a bald head. You know Don Cheeto and is fat. right. Yeah, you know Don Cheeto is right. The turtle. Yeah, the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. War Machine. War okay. Machine, the turtle. As Vin Diesel has his resting bitch face, mm-hmm. he looks old as fuck. He's not charismatic at all. He's not. Okay. Fucking Ludacris looks old as fuck. You he have, didn't look that bad. He looked he? He look old in the face. Okay. Remember we tell, when you get old, two things happen. You either get fat or you get skinny. Okay. And he got skinny. Uh-huh. Um, Tyrese, he used to sit there and take off his shirt. He was always shirtless. Yes. He didn't got chubby. Yeah, that's why he had on layers and layers. You saw yeah. that. Twinkie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lil Bow Wow. Bow Wow. He's fucking... In the middle of the movie, guys, I literally turned to Cass and I was like, wasn't he just a mass Singer? And he didn't look this big. Well, he was wearing a suit, too. But he can move, though. So he had the frog suit on, so we couldn't That's tell true. what he really looks like. But he I, was, think, I think he gained weight during COVID. Probably. Like right after Mass Singer ended, he probably just started sitting down, eating, and then, yeah, he, oh my God, I would say he doubled in size. Yeah, he was chunky. He, okay. It was so, I feel like they could have did a little bit more to hide that, how chunky he got. Because mm-hmm. it just feel it feels like the layers he was wearing just made him look worse. Mm-hmm. John Cena? He's always a kind of old, but he looks mm-hmm. the same. So no difference really with John Cena and the way he looked. Well, he's white. So. Yeah, but I mean, he didn't look old. Mm-hmm. And he's always kind of looked that way in the first place. So I can't yeah. say that he looks really old. Like even mm-hmm. The Rock, as he gets grayer, he still doesn't look old in the face. Yeah, he does. Okay. Um, and then, so we can't really say that because if black don't crack, what happened to um, Ludacris? Um, yeah. It was the hair. I don't know what it is. Uh, of course, um, what's the name? Uh, uh the hacker um ramsey ramsey ramsey's younger yeah so she still looks young okay and then you have um mia mia still looks pretty damn good for her age she Mm -hmm. looks a little older but she's skinnier but she still looks good um letty definitely looks older skinnier Mm -hmm. um but she definitely looks older Mm -hmm. i think her look is more of like i'm tired of of being with this motherfucker who wants to go off and save the world and not care about mina (laughs) um and have babies (laughs) hers hers is more like you know i'm tired of raising someone else's kid Kid, yeah us not having our own kid and i miss the adrenaline of that life yes so of course you know she looked older Mm -hmm. um sean from tokyo drift Mm -hmm. he his head was like big but body was skinny (laughs) and he's always to me looked old Anyways, even, even in Tokyo Drift, yeah, he yeah. looked old as fucking that. Um, too. the Asian dude, the one that played the cousin in Good Luck, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow, he looked older mm-hmm. to me in the face. He didn't look as young as he was. Who knows yeah. how old he was when he was doing that? Um, uh, Mr. Nobody, of course, you know, Kurt Russell really couldn't see him, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the one he said, the mom, she's already older, so she yeah. still looks pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but funny is that they still look their age and, um, there's no issues with them. I'm yeah, trying to think yeah. of am I missing anybody. Han? Han. Han yeah. still looks about the same. A little bit chubby side, a mm-hmm. little bit puffier, but he was already puffier in the last couple of movies yeah, compared yeah. to the original Tokyo Drift. Um, so he wasn't that horrible. Yeah. Okay. So now let's get back into the characters. I feel so bad because we're like judging them on their looks. Look, I'm uh-huh. I'm not trying to judge them on their looks, mm-hmm. but it's like when you start looking a certain way mm-hmm. and you want to still be these action heroes and i know Asians and continue play on this it, franchise yeah. but it's just like aren't you a little too old now to be doing some of this stuff that's what it feels like you know like, you mean letty can't be flying around landing on cars and just popping up like nothing happened look i'm not saying that they can't do this but it's like i don't i don't know it's like watching harry potter 
Mm-hmm. You know they're getting older and they're growing older, but you don't expect them to age looking like that. Like, you know, it's not their fault. It's genetics, but mm-hmm. it's just like from the last movie to this movie, I really feel like they aged really hardcore. I, I um, would say as an actor or actress, if you know you have something coming up, it's like, wouldn't you try to lose the weight, Twinkie? Yeah, get in shape or something. You're but, one of the young ones, too. Yes. So, but let's get back into the character. So, we're talking about Han's... Uh, uh, his... Whatever she is. Yeah. So, they wrote this character into the storyline. It didn't make sense how they wrote the character into it. It was, it was, it was stupid. But on top of that, this girl's parents... I'm, I'm hoping I'm remembering this right. Mm-hmm. I believe they were scientists. I want to say they were from Japan. They were Japanese scientists, okay. the parents. And they grew, They live in Japan. She mm-hmm. grew up in Japan. She was hidden by Han in Japan. Yeah, they stayed in Tokyo. But yet she has the most weirdest British or whatever English accent. accent yeah. I don't know what that accent is. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what the hell? It remi- you know what it reminds me of? What? Tokyo Drift. Um, What's her, what's homegirl's name? The one Sean likes. Oh, Oh, I can't think of her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm but trying, she's also a gaijin as well. Yeah, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think of her. What's her character's name? She she knows it's going to bother me, and I don't want to edit this. So yeah, I was like, gotta say something there. The yeah. Joins. So the girl's name that I guess Han he felt like he needed to protect her because he was sent to retrieve. This item that the parents had created, and okay. oh, right. thank ahead. you for all the time. Sorry, don't yeah. give them the whole story. Yeah. Okay, okay, so Nila, Nila, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah. Nila's the girlfriend, and her accent, if you were to take her voice, was this girl's accent. Yeah, yeah. And so it was just like very, very, very odd that they used that same kind of accent for another girl. Now they didn't. But Nia was a gaijin. She wasn't originally from there. No, she was born in. They said she was. Born her mom was a hooker. <gasps> He oh, says she was. Yeah, he says yeah. she, your mom was the best hooker in all of yeah, whatever yeah, it was. That's true, yeah. So therefore, she was born in Japan, raised by Japanese people, but yeah, yet yeah. she had a horrible accent. Yes, just like Sean had that horrible Western <laughs> twang yeah. accent. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like if he didn't have that accent, he would have been a much better character because mm-hmm. he should have been in eight instead of well, they, um, Clint they, Eastwood's son. They really wanted to show the difference between like, he's an American living in well, Tokyo. I think That's want, why they made that. Well, I think they want to do the East versus West. Yeah. And when people think of America, they think of Western. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think that's what they were trying to do. But unfortunately that accent that he had is what mm-hmm. made people not like him. It was like a country bumpkin accent. Yes. And technically he should have been in part eight. Mm-hmm. He should have, he's a driver. He should have been driving. He was taught by Han. Yeah. He should have been in there instead of Clint Eastwood's son. But let's get back to where we're yeah. going to. So this character, once again, with an accent, I, do we hate Americans? Do we not like our own American her na- people? Her name is Lee in this movie i don't get it but even if she's japanese why does she have to have an english accent mm-hmm. it blows my mind and probably she's not even japanese she's probably like chinese or something what is she not that it matters because han's korean i think and he played in, in tokyo drift and he trying to make him something he was japanese um does it say what she is no i don't even know if this is her it don't matter she's not important okay, yeah just, just keep it she, on she wasn't important in that movie that was just the part you really didn't like. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, what the fuck is this accent? Like the second she spoke was not not the first thing I said to you. Okay, so let's let's look at the evolution of the characters. Um let's start off with um Ludacris, which is uh what's his name? Tej. Tej. So as we realized that Tej started off in 
too fast, too furious. He was the guy who sets up all the races. He's like the person that deals with money. He's like this kind of street hustler, right? Mm-hmm. He transitioned into this like hacker, computer, computer specialist, specialist yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, which is weird because they bring in um, uh, Ramsey, who's also the same thing, which is weird. But I think a lot of people like that character because she was in um, Game of Thrones, um, oh, the, the I actress. Didn't know that. Yeah. So. In this movie, he's still the hacker kind of guy, but he doesn't really play a big, important role. And I feel like that his character was just kind of washed around to the side. I know. Did you feel any difference in that? Stop looking for that girl. Sorry, I can't help it. It's, we're, we're done with her. We're not talking about her anymore. Okay. So it's gonna be on my mind though. It's okay. So okay. did you think Ludacris's character changed? That he is he a big person in this film, or is just like he's kind of pushed to the side? I don't really remember much that he did in the movie. Therefore, oh. that's it. <laughs> now that I think about it, I'm like, it was mainly a lot of Ramsey doing stuff, and he was like her sidekick kind of thing. Yes. So now let's go into Ramsey. Mm-hmm. She continues her role. Yes, okay? as the hacker. She's the computer person. Yeah, she even has to now do what she's never done before, mm-hmm. like the rest of them do, is drive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she has a little growth in her character at this moment in time. She does, but it was a magically... A quick growth, yes. you would have to say, right? Yes, but it still didn't offend me like some of the other stuff did. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. So here's my, uh, this one offended me, the, well, not the most, it offended me, which was Roman Pierce. Mm-hmm. Roman Pierce has been the comedy relief of every single one of the Fast and Furious from two on that he was in. Yeah, yeah. In this one, they want to show that he's not comedy relief and make him more into an action hero. Mm-hmm. Now, they did that in part eight when he's on the ice and he slides on the ice and oh, he yeah, gets yeah. out and he does a little shooting to show that he's not just this joke. Comedy, yeah. So, But they really try to take that away from him where he's not the comedy relief. Mm-hmm. And they even try to throw back into Two Fast and Two Furious where he, he was like, I'm hungry. you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did mention that, yeah. So I'm like, okay, his character grows, but I'm not really a fan of his character. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm not a fan of his character, and I think they should just kept him in the role he was. Um, then the comedy, try- really? Yeah. Then trying to make him more. Now, here's the Be- issue because in this one he kept talking about he thinks he's invincible. Yes. Well, so you got to remember the comedy relief also got switched before with the two Latin guys, mm-hmm. the ones with the afro. Yeah, yeah. But you can understand what fucking word they were saying, so that's yeah. why there wasn't good comedy relief. Mm-hmm. So in this movie. They transitioned the comedy relief, and I believe this is part of um, Vin Diesel's doing, as mm-hmm. we don't call this the, what do we call it? We, uh, the Instead of dictatorship, we call it the dom-tatorship. Yeah, the dom-tatorship. So, but in this case, Vin Diesel is the diesel-tatorship. Uh-huh. So, I believe that they try to switch the comedy relief over to the Tokyo Drift crew. Mm-hmm. Because this is the one movie that none of the original crew is really in. Yeah. Um, Vin Diesel was only in it at the end. It was more like an afterthought kind Han of thing. Han was yeah. in there, but Han was the popular character in that movie. So you, mm-hmm. you could still make fun of the other characters. Yeah. So he makes fun of Sean and Twinkie and the other Asian dude yeah. by putting them in some ridiculous ass role. Yeah. These, these people are, well, Twinkie's not and the other guy's not, but Sean is a drifter. He races cars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yet now he's a pilot and they're rocket scientists. <laughs> yeah. Blows my mind. Yeah. And I feel like that was disrespectful to Tokyo Drift and to the people who like Tokyo Drift. Yeah. It was disrespectful to the character Sean. Um, and even bringing the characters back, maybe they couldn't bring Neela back, but what the hell happened to her? Um, getting into that conversation, mm-hmm. they explained how Han came back. Yeah. Why are you agreeing with me? Did they really explain how Han came back? No. 
They did they, not, sh- they showed something, but it wasn't in detail. They showed some smoke and mirrors that they didn't explain. <laughs> it was like a, a magic trick explained. They, they basically what, took scenes. Huh? It was uh-huh. a magic trick explained mm-hmm. without explanation. <laughs> it's like when you see a magic trick and someone yeah. goes, I'm going like, you know, I'm going to show you how this magic trick is done. Yeah. And they explain it to you. But no, they did a magic trick without explaining it to you. Yeah. Um. So they don't explain that. Han comes back. And he talks to the crew that he has been with. But we all know his original crew was Tokyo Drift Crew because mm-hmm. chronologically, that was the movie that he came out in. Yeah. Chronologically, as far as in years, not in the storyline. And so he gives his whole dumb explanation to the rest of the Vin Diesel, them, but he doesn't say anything to the whole Tokyo Drift Crew, which is um, Sean and Twinkie and the other guy. Yeah, they were also... They didn't show a reaction or a reunion of the Tokyo Drift crew with Han. Yeah, it was a, a, at the end. It really sucked. I yeah. really wanted to see because remember, for Sean, that was his everything. That's what made him the racer. That's what made him different. That's what made him yeah, come out because Han gave him the car and said, "Use this." Yeah, and so that was kind of like almost his father figure in a way. But yeah. yet the reaction that they showed, it sucked. Yeah. Um. So. I didn't I'm like, like, he's literally back from the dead. Yes. And they showed that they had no reaction to that. So I didn't like the fact that they used Tokyo crew, Tokyo Drift crew as as comedy relief. Mm-hmm. And then they even paired them up with the other comedy relief duo, which is um, uh, Roman Pierce and Tej. Mm-hmm. And their, how do you say it? Their dynamic to me is not great. Mm-hmm. I like the dynamic between uh, Roman Pierce and Brian Spiller and Too Fast, Too Furious. Mm-hmm. Their relationship seemed more real. They had a better comedy relationship with each other because they technically also had history, and they had history. Yeah, yeah. But these two here, Tej, and it's like almost like it's a black on black crime that it, sucks. I was gonna say it was more of like their relationships more of let me try to get the girl. It seemed like throughout all the movies, it was always who's gonna get the girl. Yeah, or who's who's <laughs> who's the um. I guess real black man since Vin Diesel doesn't claim to be black. Um, <laughs> but like I said, it's a, it was a black on black crime that's horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and their 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 personality together are their how I'm trying to think the word their interactions together mm-hmm. aren't really that great. Mm-hmm. And they keep pairing them off. They pair them off in space and they pair them with the Tokyo Drift crew. Yeah, which means that that whole section was all comedy relief. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get. Into some of the main characters, then we talked about Roman, we talked about Tej, um, Ramsey, okay, Letty. I felt like Letty, she didn't really do much. It was one of those things again, like, yeah, I'm, her, I'm you know, I'm Toretto's girl. I'm here. Yeah, even in the flashbacks that they had, I don't remember seeing Letty in any of these flashbacks. Now, I'm not sure when he met her. I'm sure he met her afterwards, but then I didn't see Mia. They kept showing like some Asian girl or something. I'm not sure if that was supposed to be Mia in the Oh, flashbacks. during the flashbacks yes. of the races and stuff? Yes, because oh. even when the brother was doing street racing, which is where he could mm-hmm. have met Letty for all we know, mm-hmm. they never really said, maybe it was cut out, that any of these girls that they showed, because they kept showing a couple of them, could have been Letty or Mia. Mm-hmm. Um, how old she would have been at the time, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, once again, Letty's character really didn't have any growth it's just that same character that michelle rodriguez always plays this tough girl with tough attitude and that's kind of what she's been stuck with yeah um and so i didn't really see much of her character growth or anything different with her or anything that made her stand out in this actual movie Mm -hmm. um i think more in was it seven she stood out a lot more when she was paired with ryan 
And then in eight, she she stood out more when she was paired with Ramsey because that mm-hmm. was basically her uh, in the snow thing and when she was with the Rock. Yeah, yeah. So she stood out a lot more here. She kind of doesn't stand out. Um, the damsel in distress routine that sometimes happens to her, I don't think really happened to her in this one, um, but not very memorable. Yeah. Um, well, I'm mean, like they kind of have her doing the same thing again and again, where she's she's screaming for Dom in this very specific scene. It oh yeah, to happen in every oh, movie. Oh, and and she transitioned. So you know how, how everyone has kind of their own vehicle. It seems like yeah, Tez usually has some type of like you know jeep or something, mm-hmm. and um, Roman has ridiculous the, stuff. Uh, a showy type car. Yeah. look at me, look at me. Yeah. So, um, Letty now, I think that's from eight because that's when they were in Cuba. Is mm-hmm. now riding motorcycles. Yeah. So she was a race girl, drag race girl. Why is she on bikes? Yeah. Blows my mind. So enough on that one. Let's go into um, what's another character I'm missing? Um, main characters. Said the two black are, guys. Are you saving Vin Diesel? No, of course I'm oh, saving Vin Diesel for last. Okay. I'm trying, <laughs> trying to figure out who I'm missing though. We talked about Ramsey. We talked about Han. I still kind of want to know what Han's been doing all these years. We didn't. Did we talk about Han? We didn't really talk about Han. We talked Not about really. other we characters around Han. Lee, yeah. yeah, I don't want to get to Han yet. I want okay. Han and Vin Diesel saving to last. Um, but I feel like that's Mia. Mia. Okay, so Mia, mm-hmm. um, who's never really played much of a role, anyways, even from the first one, except was Brian Spilner's love interest. Yeah. Um, she is the sister who seems like she. Is not the sister. I don't know. She has no real good interactions with. I don't really either remember her in this movie because she has no real good interactions with either of the brothers. Uh huh. She drives. She fights. So she fights with Michelle Rodriguez. They have a little couple of fighting scenes. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So it shows that she can fight, but she doesn't fight like Michelle Rodriguez with fists. She uses like pots and pans. And oh other yeah, things. yeah, yeah. So it shows her getting down in this movie, which is nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she should have had more of a role since these two characters, main characters, are her brothers. But mm-hmm. it's like the two brothers overshadow the sister. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, they didn't show her in the past. And in the current time, they kind of still overlook her. She's only really technically Brian Spilner's wife and baby mama. The baby mama, yeah. That's kind of how they refer. Like every time they show her, it's always talk about, oh, Brian's doing this. Or, yeah. He's going to be here. And we know she could drive because she drove in the very first one with her Acra Integra. But they, yeah. they don't really focus on her. Um, she doesn't drive in this one. I don't Does remember. She? I don't remember if she drives. That's something I'm saying. That's how instant. I have to watch this. You know, I like to watch these movies over and yeah, over and yeah. over. But this is my first time watching at the movie, so I couldn't really analyze it enough. You've never watched any of these in the movie? No, no. I mean, this oh, is my okay. first time watching Fast and Furious 9 in the movie theater. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Look, I went and watched the very first Fast and Furious four times in the movie theater. Oh, shit. Oh. So I am a Fast and the Furious fan, so don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I know I don't remember a lot of names, but that's because they're insignificant and they don't matter. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So let's get into, before we get into The Rock and no rock sorry until john cena yeah i was gonna be like the rock wasn't in this yeah before i don't know john cena's character's name before we get jacob jacob before we get into john cena and vin diesel and han we're gonna make a little brief mention about brian spilner oh yeah paul walker's character they keep trying to put him in the movie Mm -hmm. and unfortunately he passed away i really feel like they should have just killed his character off they did this whole thing about um see you again Mm -hmm. and goodbye to a character who did not die yeah because they said in, in remembrance to you know you know 
Brian Spillner. They showed mm. all his clips. They didn't show Paul Walker clips of him really being, you know, Paul Walker. Yeah. They made it seem like Brian Spillner died, but he didn't die. Mm-hmm. They should have just wouldn't kill the character off, or they could do like they did before, where they bring the brother in and do mm-hmm. CG stuff to keep the character alive. I'm pretty sure people wouldn't have mind watching that mm-hmm. with the character still in there and the brother, since it's okay to do it, or could have said the brother was really his brother and brought his brother in, however they wanted to do it. I feel feel like that would have been better than them trying to keep Brian alive because all they show is the blue um, skyline mm-hmm. that was from part uh, seven, seven or six. I can't remember when they go to Mexico. That's where that skyline came from because that blue skyline wasn't even in the last movie. And to yeah. me, he's more known for the silver skyline with the blue stripes on it than that actual all blue skyline. Mm-hmm. So it kind of really sucked that they did that. It was very cheesy how they did that too. Really cheesy, because it was it was very obvious when um, was it Vin Diesel the one that said like, "Oh, there's still an empty seat." Yes, like that part to me, it was like I really wanted to gag when he said that. And this is no way we're being. Um, I like Paul Walker. I'm not talking smack, whatever. But I think to me, it would be more respectful to have, have just admitted that he has passed away, and mm-hmm. we do miss the character, we do miss the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Unfortunately, life does go on. Yeah. And I understand we want to keep them in our memories, but let's keep them in the memories of what we enjoy them in. Let's keep them mm-hmm. in the memories of the Fast and the Furious movies he was in that we liked. Yeah. Not a name that you're dragging through each movie to make it super cheesy. Yeah. Um. On top of that, they named uh, Vin Diesel's child Brian. Brian. Little Brian. Yeah. Who, who <laughs> in the world? Remember, Vin Diesel and Brian were not friends. He yeah. grew up with all the other guys since they were young. Yeah. And so all of a sudden now, after several movies, he's going to name his child after a guy who's not dead. Mm-hmm. It's it's his sister's husband who's still alive. Yeah. And he didn't even name his kids Brian. Yeah. So you're going to name your child after your sister's, I, guess, I assume they got married, mm-hmm. after your sister's baby daddy. It makes no sense. Now, if he had passed away, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yeah. But he didn't pass away. And yet we have a little Brian, which is another cheesy thing that they did to keep his name alive. Mm-hmm. You know, it would have been better to have named him Little Brian if Brian Spillner had died in Fast and Furious, maybe and you saving named somebody. Your son a- after someone that was important to you. Yes, yeah. but people, I guess they didn't want to hurt fans because he had just passed away. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But to me, it would have been a good tribute to his character and to who he was. And they actually have did a um, a montage of memories of actual Paul Walker and dedicated to to, to that to, to Paul, Paul Walker. Walker. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay, so let's go into, um, speaking of the cars that we talk about, how everybody has, like a lady has that, um, mm-hmm. we're getting to Han now. And Han, as we know, in, in Tokyo Drift, had the RX-7, the black and orange. Yes. So they bring him back with the black and orange vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the newer Supra. Yes. But at the same time, I'm not sure if they purposely did that or didn't realize it, that that orange Supra still represents the orange Supra that Paul Walker drove mm-hmm. in the original Fast and Furious. Now, that wasn't Paul Walker's first car. He was a Mitsubishi Eclipse that only lasted for so long. Yeah. But that means that that Supra orange color was associated with Paul Walker. But now we have an orange and black version that didn't have a lot of black in it. So it kind of, I it was wasn't sure. Orange. It was very little black. And then on top of that, John Cena jumps in the car. <laughs> which John Cena in the way represents Paul Walker because Vin Diesel saw Paul Walker as his brother, which is mm-hmm. also his brother-in-law, which um, Jacob is actually, actually his, his brother. brother. Yeah. So I'm not sure if they did that purposely. Mm-hmm. That's how I took it. Um, so Han's car became a two-parter person's car. Yeah. Cause Mia told him to take the car, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mia told him. Um, and if you remember Mia and, and Brian were in the car when they had to go save, um, uh, uh, what's his name? 
Vin Diesel's friend, the one that was in part seven, whatever, he got killed. I can't think of his name. The ori- you know, the original crew. Yeah. Oh, why can't? Oh, that's why I'm bothering me. <laughs> um, so, anyways, you know what? It's going to bother me that I can't think of his character's name. You can't let me look up who that girl Because is. she's not relevant. She's not important. She um, might be important later she's on. She's not. Right now, she's not important. Um, what's important is the original Fast and Furious crew. And I'm not sure why I can't think of his name. The, uh, Leon. 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 That's his name? Leon. Or Leon's the other one. There was a skinny one that never came back. And he drove that. Why do I not? He drove the yellow um, Skyline. And he was not really an important character. Um, yeah, I was going to say, who's supposed to be Dom's friend? I'm not sure if Leon is that Oh, one. I know who you're talking about. Oh. I know who you're talking about. Okay, Don Omar was the singer. Oh my God, how can I not think of his name? Yeah, because he was the one that, he liked Mia. Yes, But he Mia liked was Mia. not interested in him at all. And he ended up having a baby with... Um, this lady. As when they were in Brazil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wow, I forgot about him. Original cast. Wow. There we go. Rick Yoon, Johnny Tran. I don't know how I forgot about that. Okay, so yeah, Leon was Bad Barista, yeah, they're bu- 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 bad. Bad Barista, yeah, they're bu- 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 bad. Bad barista, yeah, they're bu- 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 bad. Are they bad meaning bad or bad meaning good? Good, good, good. 